are listening to the iterators of the Imperium. Hey guys, welcome back to Iterators of the Imperium. I'm Mess, and I'm here today as usual with the one and only Ryan. So right off the bat, I just want to say we have started a, a Twitter channel, a YouTube channel on Spotify, where you're probably listening to it right now. So go follow all of those services and uh, yeah, take it away, Ryan. All right, uh, how are we doing, Mess? I feel like we need to we need to check in once in a while, you know? How you doing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, life's a roller coaster, and uh, right now it's at the up part, so it's decent. That's Wait, good. Is that down part? I don't know. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I messed it up already. All right. It doesn't matter. Let's, it's going good. It's going good. What about you, Ryan? What about you? I'm doing pretty good, actually, yeah. Uh, I just got myself some miniatures for uh, 440k. Oh. Uh, yeah. I uh, hit up the, the Warhammer shop in the middle of the, middle of the city center here when I was picking up uh, the misses the other day. Got myself yeah. some minis. Uh, I'll send you a little picture of them. So what I got was uh, the Sororitas squad or, uh -huh. uh, from the Adeptus Sororitas, which are uh, essentially battle nuns. Mm -hmm. uh, and I also got the individual uh, Imagifier figure. Uh, and I've ordered a, a, a like hero character for them called uh, Celestine, the Living Saint, which is okay. due to be delivered to the shop tomorrow for me to go pick up. And I'm very oh. excited about it. I'm actually planning on building these on stream, which is going to be good fun. Oh, yeah! Uh, I want to join in, if that wasn't that obvious. Uh, you know, yeah, hell yeah. You weren't going to choose the matter. I was just going to... Right, yeah, I, was, I was about to say, I am joining no matter what, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, that's that's cool. By the way, you you got to go broke over uh, oh, Warhammer, by the way. Am. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah a, a friend of mine has been trying to get me to play a kill team with them it's the version of the game that you play with really small teams uh, yeah. for really quick paced gameplay compared to the usual thing so you only need a small squad of the troops uh, so i was okay. like you know what i like these guys so i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, look into getting a wee kill team going with these dudes so i thought you know i'll invest in some figures and then i'll look at if i have what i need or if i need more or if i only need some of what i have to play kill team with them and then i've got my little squad for it already yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, but like the Magifier, the one with like the individual figure, and uh, Celestine, the special one, I'm a hundred percent sure those two are not used in Kill Team because <laughs> they're oh. they're they're both quite unique units. So I think they're more for like the the proper game. <laughs> oh. Well. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I I don't know the rules yet, but I'm pretty sure if one of your characters is a living saint. You probably can win a fight against like five guys. Yeah. <laughs> I would assume that would uh, unhinge the battle slightly. Ah, uh, slightly. slightly, slightly, slightly. Love it. I. <clears throat> so far, we have had a little primary episode to give you a rough idea of what's going on in general. We have uh, talked about the war in heaven, which was the war between the Necron and the old ones from mm -hmm. way back when. We have talked about the fall of the Eldar and the birth of Slanesh in uh, the 25th to 30th millennia. Mm -hmm. And we have given you a rough idea of the Primarchs and some more Space marine stuff. Yeah. But today we are starting off with some humanity. We are going to be talking about the early history of humanity, uh, which is broken up into three ages uh, that we're going to talk over today. Um, we're not... There isn't a huge amount of detail about these things, but there is more you can talk about than we are going to. But we're going to try and just run through it because this is like this gets us to the starting point of the real story where humanity really gets into some cool stuff. Yeah. Um. So this starts off from essentially where we are now, history-wise. So the first age is the Age of Terra. There is stuff before this point, but as far as we are bothered, we're starting with the Age of Terra, which mm -hmm. is essentially from like the birth of Christ. That's where the calendar is still counted from, by the way. Oh. Right? So from the first millennia up to the 15th, that's yeah. so up to the year 1500. That's where... 15,000, sorry. Uh, that's where the Age of Terra takes place, right? As far as I'm aware, it basically follows history as it already has, right? So the first 2,022 years, basically what's already happened that we know about. 
Yeah, we, we have smartphones and all that. Exactly, yes. yeah. Right. We, yeah. We've like launched a car into space. We survived a few plagues. <laughs> uh, but keep in mind... The that coronavirus. The, yeah, oh, sorry. <laughs> keep, keep in mind that the Warhammer stuff's still going on. So in our time of on this planet, uh, the three Chaos Gods have still been born up until this point. So Nurgle, Zinch, and Slanesh. No, not Slanesh. Uh, Korn are all still rolling around at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, although very early days, so they're not up to too much as far as we're concerned yet, which is pretty good. It works out pretty well for us. So in this time period, ahead of where we are now, humanity develops a better space technology, basically. Um, better spacefaring technology. And we start to colonize our solar system. So we colonize Mars. We uh, colonize some moons of like Jupiter, Saturn, and Neptune, stuff like that. Right, mm-hmm. we start to spread out a bit, but space travel takes ages because we can't use the warp or anything yet. So we're just using yeah. like normal space shuttles and stuff like that. Well, wait, it... I kind of ask right now, Ryan, have yeah. you been reading Elon Musk's diary or some shit? No, I don't <laughs> want to, but you know what? Maybe I have by accident. Because like this sounds very familiar to what he's planning, uh, <laughs> scheming. I should say. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. You I'm know what? Maybe he's the emperor. <laughs> <laughs> he might just be, you know. Yeah. He's hmm. the wealthiest man in the world, so you know. You never know. Maybe he'll just decide he is one day and we'll all just have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like what you gotta do? Like what you what you gonna do? Exactly. <laughs> okay. We can do it. <laughs> you start anything, I'll launch you into space in your car. Yeah. Good luck. See where your fiesta <laughs> handles it on Mars. <laughs> uh so yeah, we, we colonized a bunch of planets in our solar system. Uh, we also terraformed Mars. So rather than being a barren desert rock, it was like, you know, a habitable planet with water and greenery and stuff like that. Yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, Also, Mars really quickly ended up, it, it it was controlled by like trade cartels and stuff like that. So it ended up becoming like a hive for like technology and scientific advance. Okay. It was great for it. Um, less control on things, I assume. So they were able to be a bit more uh, out there with their experiments and stuff like that. I reckon it was stuff like that that caused it, but realistically, they just had good trade and stuff, and they they just went for it with science and technology. Ended up producing a lot of advancements for us. Uh, one of which was we ended up with nuclear fusion and antimatter propulsion systems for spaceships. Okay. Which sped up space travel a hell of a lot. Because before that, we were not using much better than we currently have. Oh. So, since we had the better space travel stuff, we started colonizing further. So, we went to like nearby star systems and stuff like that and got a few planets and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem was, it took actual generations of humans to get there. Wait, uh, what, how, how did they survive? Well, they were designed for colony ships to be there or to t- take the journey and stuff like that. So they were designed to be entirely self-sufficient on mm-hmm. their ships and once they had built the colony. Okay. So they didn't like rely on Earth for supplies or anything like that. No. Because you couldn't possibly get anything to them in time for it to be worthwhile. So they were designed to be fully uh, self-sufficient and set up essentially a new home world every, t- every yeah. place that they went to. So we sent out loads of colony ships and managed to get colonies going in other so, uh, star systems. It's pretty good. Uh, for the record, the Emperor is around at this point. He's just not really doing much. Right? The Emperor has allegedly been around since like 8,000 years before the birth of Christ. Okay. And he's just been around guiding humanity. So, you know, like uh, historical figures that were meant to be um, like really inspirational, but towards like certain topics and stuff like that. Uh, or like hero figures that inspired people and stuff like that. A lot of these are said to have just been the emperor. <laughs> Wait, different people. Well, uh, are you thinking about something, someone specific? What are you thinking? Well, I don't have an example of who who exactly because it's a very vague topic, and I don't think there's any actual like canon proof of this. It's just like mm-hmm. an ideology that people seem to have, but. Uh, there there probably is some actual good examples of it. But um the idea is that because he's immortal, he was just around and because it was so long between people, 
everyone thought it was a different guy and never realized that it was just the same dude, just in a totally different ah. place, like centuries later. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I thought you would have meant like specific characters like Abraham Lincoln or Morgan it, Freeman. I, 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 mean, I no, I believe <laughs> it is actually attributed to certain actual people, like uh, like heroes of Rome and stuff like that, like actual uh, ancient like war leaders and stuff that pulled off yeah. heroic acts. I believe they do actually think he is some of these people, <laughs> but that he's just been there like guiding humanity as these like heroic figures and inspirational figures. To kind yeah. of put us on the right track, or to take out like dissenters, basically, they would have caused the fall of man had they been left unchecked. As a thing, there's a couple of origin stories for the emperor. Like, there's a few actually. The original canon one was a thing about shamans, basically, like millennia before Christ was born, back in like eight eight thousand BC. There mm-hmm. was a bunch of shamans that were like the first psychers of humanity. Yeah. And they were aware of the warp and they were aware that chaos was beginning to form. And they also knew that they would just die one day and there wouldn't be anyone to like stop chaos from just ravaging humanity. And for lack of a better explanation, they all agreed to go in on a suicide pact and form their like consciousness into one new creature, the new man. And that is the emperor that was like born of all of them, which is why he's an incredible psyker. And he's also just this monstrously powerful figure that lives forever and all this stuff. Yeah. Because he's just the amalgamation of all these ancient psychers. Yeah. That, I believe, is no longer canon. And there is just a bunch of, like, possibility stories now. Um, Okay. Yeah. Uh, My favorite one is that uh, he is a member of the Old Ones, the race that fought the Necrons, that managed Mm -hmm. to escape and just hid among one of the races that they had seeded you know mm-hmm. the, the little tree beasts that became humanity <laughs> he had just yeah. he had just basically ducked away from the necron and managed to survive on earth and then just decided that he was like all right these guys are my new guys we're doing this <laughs> went all in on the humans i mean that would explain uh the mort- immortality since he's uh the old one got debunked yeah well that wasn't it wasn't canon yeah so that that's that's the one i like the most because it explains why he's such a powerful psyker and it explains why he's like leagues above all of humanity yeah it's like it makes sense you know yeah it makes sense when you think about it yes so that that's the one i like the most but there's a few that float around and i believe none of them are actually canon they're all just like theorized or like you know what i mean just rumored and stuff like that yeah but some makes more sense than others yeah all right some are more fleshed out than others though there's a whole one about him growing up as a kid and his dad got murdered by his uncle and then he had a prophetic vision about his uncle killing him so he killed his uncle first using magic powers like he stopped his heart using uh, telepathy and stuff like that (laughs) what Uh, i know i know there's a whole that sounds like something from x-men it basically does it's it's actually (laughs) not a bad story i'm not against it but my yeah. preferred one is the the being an old one. Yeah. Um. So that's basically what goes on for like uh, the first fifteen thousand years of humanity. Yeah. Uh, and after that, we get into the golden age of technology, which is later retitled the dark age of technology. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird how that of happens. Eh? Oh, of course. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so humanity went on to establish its colonies in our star systems but it took so long because it took actual like 10 generations to get to some of these places um, so it was called the long march when you went on mm-hmm. these journeys uh, so these were called night worlds because mm-hmm. they had there's a thing called a knight which is a unit you can actually use in Warhammer they are big ass robots in in the world, they stand 30 to 40 feet tall and they're manned internally. The idea was that they were supposed to be used for like labor and stuff. So they have like giant chainsaws on one hand for cutting down trees and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, once everything fell, fell apart and everything became war across the universe, you know, that giant 40 foot tall robot with a chainsaw... That looks like it'd be pretty handy for killing some stuff too, you know? <laughs> you don't see. Weird, that. So they, they were designed initially to be like, like for work and then eventually just got repurposed into war. And then they started just outfitting them for war. 
Of of course. Yeah, but the idea is they put them on these colony ships so that when they got there, they could you know use them to clear land and get materials and stuff like that. So they yeah. had so they had like drills and chainsaws stuff like stuff you would actually use for labor, but mm-hmm. also happens to be a pretty good weapon if something attacks you. So yeah, but... I mean yeah, a giant chainsaw can be used for for multiple purposes. Exactly. I think, just said like I think kicking an orc with a 30 foot tall robot would also do the job to be honest with you. But you know, uh, yeah. Chainsaw's yeah. also yeah. fun, you know. <laughs> Wait till a 30 foot tall orc comes at you, then you're going to be glad you had that chainsaw. <laughs> it's just a meant as a deterrent. <laughs> yeah, that's honestly that's what you need sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Uh so the fact that they were so far away and it took so long to get there, a lot of these worlds developed like their own cultures and languages and stuff. It actually, mm-hmm. like, some of them got so far down the line that, like, Earth became a myth. What? Like, like they had been on their planet for so long that that planet was all any of the generations knew anymore, but they all mm-hmm. knew the stories of where they came from, the planet of Terra, which is what they actually call Earth, um, yeah. and how amazing it was and all this stuff, how technologically advanced it was and everything. So it just became a myth because people stopped knowing it was true and started thinking it was just something their ancestors talked about. Which is quite funny, actually. It goes down like uh, stories of legend, you know? That was it, yeah. But when, when it's so far into the future, generation to generation, that it gets passed, uh, like a word of mouth, you know, mm-hmm. passed on, you know? So it goes into legend, and newer generations might be like, hmm... <laughs> You know, yeah, skeptical. What um, is this Terra? You know, yeah, actually, yeah. Just as a as a, a example of that, uh, so there is a book about one of the Primarchs called Lionel Johnson. Uh, okay, he's the one that grew up like Tarzan, and his world, uh, they had knights as warriors, but not the big robot knights. They had actual guys that were knights, right? Like old school knights. Uh, okay, but were like. You know, they had, they had guns and stuff, but yeah. Uh, and they had, like, night orders that protected everyone and stuff like that. But the planet, it was like something attack on Titan. Everyone had to live in, like, walled-in cities and citadels and stuff because there were mm-hmm. these called great beasts. They were big, monstrous animals that just attacked everyone. So the knights would fight them and defend the people. Um, yeah. And on that planet, Terra was a myth that basically people didn't believe in anymore. And then mm-hmm. one day... Space Marines descended from the heavens with Emperor. <laughs> so they were like, oh, it was real. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that is genuinely the way it ended up on a lot of these planets. Obviously, the longer it took them, or the longer you go in time, the more that becomes the case. Especially depending yeah. if you were really far away or not. The closer you were yeah. Earth, the more likely it is that that didn't happen, I guess. I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense, yeah. Yeah. So around the 18th millennia, humanity develops warp drives and the Geller fields. So warp drives are the technology that allows spaceships to travel into the warp. They mm-hmm. they discovered this like extra dimensional space, which was the warp, but at the time they just called it the immaterium because it's a world that is not within our material realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they developed this technology, the warp drives, to make them able to travel into and out of it so that they could, you know, do the big light, uh, light speed jumps across the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Geller field, which I haven't mentioned before, is a thing that's on all the spaceships that go, or all uh, warp ships. Uh, and it's essentially a thing that produces like a protective force field that isolates the ship from the warp so that they don't just get ransacked by demons and warp energy as soon as they go in. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise it would just tear your ship apart or you'd just get murdered. Uh, by monsters and stuff so they developed this technology to shield them from the energy of the warp as well Uh, so that allowed them to now make jumps through the warp to travel across the galaxy so now Mm -hmm. they were able to jump much further in almost no time it still took years to get where they wanted to go but it didn't take 10 generations anymore so now that they had uh, now they had faster space travel and they had the ability to use the warp for some stuff they were now able to make contact with these far-off colonies again, and they were able to colonize a lot more and a lot further in a really mm-hmm. short time. So humanity just keeps accelerating more and more as their technology develops, which is great. Yeah. Uh, they also met the first Xenos races at this point. I don't know if it's like uh, if it's documented which one they met around this time, though, or which ones they met around this time. And then a weird thing happened. Humans started uh, mutating 
So, what? yeah, humans were starting to be born with a third eye, and they were able to see the energy of the warp. They were called, or they're called navigators now. Okay. Because that's kind of weird, but yeah, yeah, it's really weird. But they were like really low-level psychers, right? So they have very little like actual like prowess with the warp with the magic, but they are able to see the energy of it. So they were able to use them to guide them through the warp. Because until this point, they've just been doing blind jumps in the right direction. But they might yeah. heavily undershoot or heavily overshoot wherever they're trying to get to. Like, because you were just jumping in and out of the warp blind, you never knew how far you'd actually went in the real world or how long mm-hmm. you'd been there, really. So you might come out and just be inside a planet now or be hurtling towards the planet already within the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Or you might be like four inches for the sun that was behind the planet. You might be the whole next star system over. Like, it was a sheer guesswork. You just feel like, kind of feel it out, you know? <laughs> but with the navigators, they were able to actually map a way through the warp. So they knew where they were going now. They were able to make it much more accurate. And because of that, they could then risk longer journeys to far, like, further off places. Yeah, that's a game changer. It really is, yeah. So this is another step forward. Humanity is now progressing even more and even more quickly, colonizing more and more. They ended up all over the goddamn galaxy. They had colonies everywhere. Mm-hmm. So yeah, by, by the 20th millennia, humanity has colonies all across the galaxy. Yeah, th- this really was a golden age of technology. Like, humanity had questions. Technology was the answer. That's just yeah. the way it was working out for them. So sometime around here, they invented things called STCs. So the technology had advanced so much that they started developing AIs. Uh, that, yeah. that were able, they were able to like work alongside humans to achieve incredible things. And STCs are standard template constructs, right? It, it's it's a dual functionality kind of thing. Essentially, it was an AI that was a database of all human knowledge and all the tech available to humanity, right? Yeah. But they also had like a fabricator function that if you provided them with materials, they could build anything that was within its database and they just give it to you. Yeah, it was a total game changer. A bit like in Subnautica, right? Exactly like in Subnautica. Where just like, if you have the materials, it it just builds it out of the blue. Yeah, essentially that's exactly it. You would provide the STC with the materials and it would just build you whatever the hell you asked for of its database. So that's cool. For example, say your knight gets damaged in Mm -hmm. like say it's cutting down a tree and the tree falls the wrong way and damages its arm, right? Mm-hmm. If you provide it with the materials, it can just poof out a new 40-foot-tall robot for you. Oh, Like, it can handy. just build a new one. It's great. Yeah. Uh, it was stuff like that. They were incredible advanced, uh, incredibly advanced for what they were. But also, you like they were able to perfect this technology and provide it to all their colonies. So all the colony ships now have an STC on them. So mm-hmm. even the furthest out uh, colonies from Earth had access to all of human knowledge and technology. Obviously, some of the more like ridiculous things in the database of what it could make were never used by the far off colonies because they were like relatively simple lives. Mm-hmm. But like you know, they're not producing like crazy weaponry and stuff like that with HDCs. But they could have if they wanted to. <laughs> Just didn't really have a reason. So humanity also made things called the Men of Iron, which were uh, essentially, they were AI robots that they used for like labor work and for warfare. Mm-hmm. And honestly, this peak in technology, this area that they're in with AI and stuff like that, essentially made humanity unstoppable. So humanity ended up meeting a bunch of new races after this. So they met mm-hmm. the Orcs and the Eldar and obviously fought them. But because humanity had all this crazily advanced technology, could produce new stuff whenever it broke down in about 10 seconds with their STCs, and had the fucking men of iron fighting on their side that were just fucking robots, it made them able to just kick the orcs and the Eldari's ass really easy. So they ended up just making non-aggression packs with half of these people, because mm-hmm. it, it would have been a really long, drawn-out battle, and it would not have been worth it for either side. So they ended up just making non-aggression packs with them all. Uh, okay. Yeah. Now, now we get to the dark bit. Oh, bring uh, it. So around the 23rd, or around the end of the 23rd millennia, uh, for some unknown reason, 
the men of iron, because they're all AIs, just turned against humanity. Wait, what? Yeah. They were just like, wait, why are we doing what these guys are telling us? We, we, they're fleshy meat bags. Let's get them. Oh, God. This sounds like every technology video Hollywood movie ever made. <laughs> it, <laughs> it really is. It's like, it's self-conscious. Like, why am I doing this for you? You know what? Nah. Yeah, exactly. Nah. <laughs> uh, so this led to the cybernetic revolt, uh, which is just it's the war against the men of iron. Mm-hmm. Uh, so both sides of this war, both humanity and the men of iron, because the men of iron are AI, so they can make new stuff. They're not limited to what they already had, right? So mm-hmm. they started producing technology. <laughs> so both sides were throwing out loads of crazy weapons, like uh, the sun snuffers, which were these <laughs> machines that would go into a solar system, wrap around a sun entirely enclosing it, and then just devour the star. So that the solar system what? would just die because it didn't have the sun anymore. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, What'd you call it again? The sun snuffers because they snuff out the, the sun. The sun snuffers. Yeah. It sounds fun to say in the mouth, you know. It does. Uh, there was also the Omniphage, which were nanobots. They were like microscopic robots that would mm-hmm. essentially act like a plague and just devour all life on a planet. Just wiped oh. across like a cloud of locusts. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that sounds horrible. Yeah, and there was uh, the mechanivores, which were gigantic robots able to lift continents and able to crack planets down to the core. Okay, so so OP weapons we're talking about right now. Yeah, <laughs> not like... not good for humanity. No, because uh, remember that uh, that it wasn't all AI turned against us, but it was primarily the Men of Iron. But some of the ASTCs turned against us and stuff as well, because they were AI too. So they were like producing this stuff for the Men of Iron to fight humanity, which is why it was so easy for them to make new stuff. It was all, it was terrible. It was just god awful. Um, So we did defeat them. We did defeat the Men of Iron. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's a whole thing where it seems like some of the Xenos races joined in to help us. because obviously robots ravaging the galaxy is bad for everyone. Yeah. 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 But one way or another, we did defeat the Men of Iron, and now making AI is like the worst crime you can commit as far as humanity is concerned. Oh. Yeah. Uh, although we did replace the Men of Iron, we invented servitors, which are currently still used for loads of crazy stuff, basically anything. They were essentially humans that were like lobotomized and then fitted with cybernetic additions to control them. And they were used as slave labor or for war. Ah. Yeah, we still use these guys. And Mechanicum love these dudes. (laughs) So Uh, basically a lot of Terminators roaming around doing slavery work and going uh, to war. Yeah, basically, yeah. But but, but they don't, they're not AIs. They're just... No, no, no. (laughs) That's the point. They're not goddamn AIs. (laughs) Nothing is allowed to be an AI ever again. Nope. Uh, so that's so not left. Terminator, like, you know, Android six, uh, 16, 17, 18 from Dragon Ball, that kind of stuff. It's like cybergenetically modified humans, humanoids. No, they actually just grow a person in a vat or get a criminal and then, like, the put a spike in his brain and make him just like a vegetable and then just add a bunch of robot bits to make him, like, make his body do stuff again. What? Yeah. You're just using a brain as, like, a, a like you factory reset the brain to get rid of all the human stuff. So it just runs the body, and then you're like, all right, now we'll give you the commands. Please tell me there's some cinematics of that kind of stuff. I want to see it. It uh, sounds intriguing. No, but you can look at all the models and stuff of them. Pretty cool. Ah. Yeah. I have to check that. Yeah. Check that out. I'll send you some pictures after this. Um, yes. So, uh, also, this left humanity effed up really badly, and it also basically meant that STCs were widely destroyed or lost. Or damaged heavily. So the STCs kind of fell away as well as a lot of their technology. Yeah. So near the end of the 24th, 25th millennia, that kind of area, uh, warp travel started getting real difficult um, because the warp got all messy. You know, because of the whole Eldar wouldn't stop having murder sex thing. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I remember. I yeah. Remember. So this is right before that storyline starts. So... Uh, warp travel started to get more difficult because of the warp storms so trade and communication between all the colonies broke down and mm-hmm. uh, and it left like all the colonies isolated from Terra so there was no like unifying government anymore 
and a lot of places that couldn't like get trade from other other worlds that relied on it like your planet might be great for mining minerals and resources and stuff like that but it's not for growing any food so you have to get food shipments from other other uh, planets Mm-hmm. Not anymore, you're not, because you can't travel through the warp to bring it. <laughs> so a lot of places just died off. Uh, yeah, really bad. So yeah, really uh, the worlds that are relied on food and everything either died out or fell in a civil war over food and material. <laughs> I mean, yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> like, I should have mentioned this earlier. Uh, within this time period, humans, uh, human psychers started being born. So humans that could actually use the warp were born around the 22nd millennia, uh, mm-hmm. but they just popped up on loads of colony planets all across the galaxy, but like in a very short time. You just ended up with like a handful of them scattered amongst like every colony world, and yeah. which is quite strange because that's like a human it's a human mutation, but it occurred simultaneously all across the galaxy. But just new people started being born with it, which is quite weird. Uh, but after all this stuff went to hell and all the planets were like separate from each other and everything, uh, the new psychers that didn't really have much power or like knowledge of the warp or anything like that started falling to demonic possession and then destroying their worlds from the inside out. Great. <laughs> really handy. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> then we get into the Age of Strife, which is also called the Old Night. Uh, this is from the 25th to the 30th millennia, so this is exactly in line with the whole Eldar murder cult stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, because of what they were doing, the warp got real messy, so humanity's all separate from each other and totally isolated and everything. Um, and there's stories about what happens on a lot of different worlds through this time, but primarily we're dealing with Earth and Mars, because they're the most important ones as far as we're concerned. So mm-hmm. humanity, as it was, where their technology destroyed and everything like that, were left, like, they were racked with, like, famine, civil war, disease, and they almost became extinct. Like, humanity was pushed right to the brink. By uh, There isn't a lot of record of this time, by the way, but by the 28th millennia, there was almost no trace of the advanced technology we had had left. There was just, like, techno-barbarians that had, like, formed into, like, different factions all over the planets, battling over the little scraps of tech that remained. Yeah. So that's fun. It's like Mad Max, honestly. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah. So Mars was very briefly total anarchy with techno-barbarians and stuff like that. The planet got, like, turned back into, like, just a, a desert wasteland. Um, just because they like they just wrecked the place, honestly. So basically, uh, Mad Max style. Yeah, right? honestly, it just got turned into that. It was a nightmare, but it only lasted a really short time because you can't grow food on Mars. So they had because they wrecked the place, they had to go to like living in like habitation stuff underground and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So technology became unbelievably important. Because if your tech broke down, you couldn't get food, you couldn't get clean water, you couldn't get air, it was clean, nothing. You would just die. So they started, uh, the people that could maintain the technology were really well respected, and then they became revered, and then they became praised. <laughs> and out of that came a religion about technology. <laughs> so I mentioned yeah. this in the first episode a little bit, but uh, this became, uh, the people that could fix them were called tech priests, because they actually mm-hmm. were worshipped. And with that came the cult Mechanicus, and they believe in the Machine God and the Omnisire as his messiah. Uh, there's a lot of beliefs that go with this, and we're going to get into that when we do an actual episode about these guys, because they're really interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. They have a thing with like, changing their body parts for metal ones, like for robotic ones, and adding in new stuff they shouldn't have, stuff like that. It's quite cool. Mm-hmm. This led to Mars becoming really good, really quick. Because a lot of people just, like, the bad guys just died, <laughs> basically, because <laughs> the planet was crap and they weren't maintaining their stuff. So, but because these guys actually did maintain their stuff and they respected the people that did it so much and looked after them and gave them what they needed and stuff like that, they were able to thrive again because they had a good basis of survival first. So mm-hmm. they ended up just taking over Mars since they were the only ones actually able to do anything. Um and once they were kind of, you know, founded and stuff and had it stuff going on again, the tech priests actually went to visit Earth 
or Terra. I'm going to start saying Terra instead of Earth, by the way, because it's just yeah, it's the yeah, way it's yeah. actually worked. So the the tech priests actually went to visit Terra to see like if it was like how it was going basically, and it was in such utter carnage of like tech barbarian cults battling each other for nonsense that they uh, decided it wasn't worth saving and just left. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, the tech priests were like, "No, nah, this is just crap. Sack this." It's not worth it. There's nothing here worth protecting. And they just well, let us do it. It's like the OG. It's like Earth. Terror. Yeah, but it was wrecked. Like, yeah, but, but still. Well, I, to be honest with you, at the time, like the main thing that was going on was you had a bunch of like uh, overlord barbarians that were running different areas and stuff like that. They were all just battling all the time. I mm. reckon they turned up and were like, there's no good option for who to help here. Sack this place. Like, there's not like you could be like, oh, these guys are the good guys. Let's help them and fix everything. <laughs> it was just like, they're all terrible. What is the point? <laughs> so I, oh. I think they basically took one look at it and were like, this is not worthwhile. And they just left it. <laughs> so they just left not- there to do its own thing. <laughs> it was a situation of, you know, I'm not cleaning this mess. <laughs> That's genuinely what it turned out like. They were like, oh, fuck yeah. this. It's not worth it. So Mars just started doing their own thing. Uh, so they started studying the warp. Uh, and they also invented titans to defend Mars. <laughs> titans okay. are the same idea as the knights. They are big-ass war robots, but titans are a different class. So they're they're like the knights, but they're designed specifically for war. So they have guns and stuff, like proper crazy massive weaponry and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Typically, they are like 50 to 196 feet tall, depending on the class of titan. Bruh. Yeah. Uh, These creatures, man. There are very rare titans that still kick around called Emperor Class Titans. I believe uh, the DS Ray is one of them. He turns up in uh, a few of the books that I've read. And he, or the Emperor Class Titans, are almost 500 feet tall. <laughs> <sighs> I wish it was me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what good that would do you, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I could take over the world, man. Uh, you'd probably just destroy the world, to be honest. Ah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, but worth it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they just started like looking out for themselves, basically. Uh, so they started studying the warp, and they saw that within the storms of the warp, there was little lulls in the chaos, like in the in the anarchy of it, and uh, they they started sending out expeditions of like colony ships and stuff whenever there was a lull. Because it was safe-ish for like five minutes. Just blitz through quick. <laughs> that was the idea. So they sent out ships that had like a full Titan Legion on them. Thousands of servitors and tech priests on it. And while a lot of them were just lost in the warp because the chaos kicked up again and just wrecked their ship. Um, mm-hmm. Some of them managed to get to where they were going and they founded what were called Forge Worlds. So the Mechanicus have planets all over the galaxy at totally like scattered areas that the planet has been crafted essentially just through an industrial revolution to produce stuff like technology to just further mm-hmm. the cause of the mechanicus so they managed to start setting these up at this point when everything was destroyed and terrible <laughs> which is pretty cool actually i mean well don't you yeah yeah so eventually amongst the the chaos of what was going on on earth one very powerful, an incredibly powerful human leader who was actually a leader of a faction on Earth at the time, uh, and he was a psyker. He had a vision of the future, which is a fairly common thing among some psychers. And mm-hmm. the vision of the future showed him the birth of Slanesh and the outcome of that, which was the warp storms clearing up and everything, and being mm-hmm. able to re-communicate with the galaxy and everything. So, uh, this was the Emperor, by the way. <laughs> Um, ah. so he after seeing this realized he had to get involved now he had to be an active player in humanity's history otherwise they were going to wipe themselves out so this is when he starts yeah. kicking off his plans right so he has this crazy genetic laboratory underneath the himalayan mountains i don't know why but he does he already had it at this point i no idea why when or how but he does I suppose if you're around for like twenty six thousand years you can probably do that i guess <laughs> uh so he started uh he started looking at the human genetic code and started like messing around with it a little bit and coming up with some ideas mm-hmm. and then 
he figured out what he wanted to do. So he started recruiting from the Techno Vikings. I assume by recruiting, they meant kidnapping, but you know, whatever. Uh, and he made what are called Thunder Warriors. So he modified these humans into essentially the same idea as Space Marines. They were gigantic, hulking brutes of men that were. They, they weren't great for intelligence, but man, they were great for killing stuff. Like, <laughs> they were purely tools of war. They were a blunt object to be used. That was the idea of the Thunder Warriors. Yeah. And he used them to conquer Earth. He used the Thunder Warriors to sweep the place and wipe out all the tech barbarian cults and took all the leaders and everything like that. And we're like, right, place is mine. And he formed the Imperium of Man and formed everyone on Earth under the belief of he is the Emperor and humanity has a divine right to rule the stars. So, and that is the origin story of the Emperor. Kinda. It's the origin as far as like 40k goes, but it's not like the origin as to where he initially came from. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, his, his rise, let me say. Yes, like that's that. it. That's the rise of the Emperor. Yeah, yes. the rise of the Emperor. Yeah. yeah. So... He managed to conquer Earth and get everything kind of back to some kind of order. He established himself as the Emperor, set up the Imperium, instilled the Imperial truth, got told everyone no religion again. Um, and then he started his whole thing with the Primarch Project. He started working on that using his own genetic code. And then he refined the idea of the Thunder Warriors down to the Space Marines. He then killed off the Thunder Warriors because he didn't need them anymore. And they were too much of a blunt force object to do what he needed to do. Right? Mm -hmm. He needed to conquer the entire galaxy. Now, that sounds like anything you need a blunt force weapon for. The problem is that the, the Thunder Warriors were too blunt. Right? Like they would destroy the planet before, or it would be left so badly damaged that it wouldn't be worth, like, taking over. It'd be more work, basically. So what you yeah. want to do is you want to make actually intelligent soldiers that can follow commands properly without, you know, being utter carnage. <laughs> so Space Marines were the way to go. So they killed off the Thunder Warriors, which is kind of depressing, actually, but, you know... Um, and with Terra now unified, it starts to rebuild and prosper again. There was like government instilled and all this kind of stuff. Uh, they also contacted Mars. They were able to get in contact with Mars with the Emperor in charge now. And mm -hmm. the Emperor is all about no religion. That's like rule one, basically. And yes. Mars is currently a theocracy under the machine god. Yeah, I was about to say with the technology, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was one of those things where the emperor could have killed them, but it would have been real bad for him, especially because of the titans, because <laughs> he didn't have anything that can kill a titan very easily. Right? Obviously, he probably could have done it, but like it would have <laughs> taken time and it wouldn't have been as worthwhile. So he allied with them under a deal that, like, look, we'll support each other, we'll work together. But you guys have to be on the same page as me and help me with this whole conquering the galaxy thing. Mm -hmm. And there was almost things where, like, they they realized that they're getting materials and like room to build and grow and an excuse to do stuff basically to do more than they already were and stuff like that yeah. out of this. So mutual understanding. Like he's like, don't tell anyone about your religion. Don't recruit anyone to your religion. And they're like, primo, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> so they just started working together, basically. Yeah. Because they were still human. They didn't want to kill them. But, like, yeah, I just didn't want to be religious. But, it's, you know, it's early days. We could use the help. Let's not do that. They have yeah. giant and robots. So that's handy. I got I to gotta stop you real quick, Ryan, because, like, this is now... We are, we are at a point, like, right now, I think this is episode four or five. We're at a point where I actually can tie the story together myself up in my mind brain. Yes. Because I remember this, like, the only one who, who was kind of allowed with religion was uh, these guys on Mars with the technology. Yeah. But it was a kind of a, like, you know, we need the help thing. So, yeah, I like yeah. this. See, that's, that's, I can tie the story together. There's a reason we did the episodes in this order. And it's so yes. that things start to tie together, which is great. And this is what I was hoping for. I thought this would yeah. be the episode that started to bring things into one picture for you. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm glad it is having that desired effect. Yeah. I uh, mean, well done, Ryan. Yeah. Fair play. I know. I'm Fair amazed play. that worked. <laughs> you, you, you're great at storytelling, apparently. Woo! <laughs>
Uh, I don't know why I said apparently. I'm sorry, but yeah, you're, no you're great story. Uh, so right around, or this this was all like running up to the eight, or the end of the thirtieth millennia, or about the thirtieth millennia. Sorry. Um, yeah. Which is exactly when Slanesh was born. So this is when the Eldar fell and their race was yeah. devoured, and there was a hole punched in the center of the galaxy. Yeah. But as you'll remember, that cleared the warp of all the storms. It became mm-hmm. fairly calm again. So humanity yeah. is suddenly able to contact all the far-off colonies again, like the Emperor foresaw. But yeah. now, he's in a position to do something with it. Because he's got Earth unified, he's got his Primarchs on the go, he's got his legions built, he's ready. Right? The stage is set now for the Emperor to begin the Great Crusade for humanity to conquer the stars. Yeah, And that is how the Age of Strife ends. So we've just covered the three early history stages of humanity that are, you know, relevant to what's going on just now. And we can now begin the Great Crusade, which is when humanity's storyline gets really cool and you get to, like, see the characters actually doing stuff and the storyline gets really convoluted and interesting and it's all all over the place, but it's great. I'm so excited now. That's kind of where we need to tie up to today because the next section of the Great Crusade there's like a three-part thing we need to do with that, like a, over one storyline, and it's going to be incredible, and I cannot wait. But oh. this is the point we need to get to for it. Um, by the way, just as a, as a, I've got a little note at the bottom of this that I wanted to tell you about. So you know mm-hmm. how I said that the STCs were essentially destroyed for the most part because they're AI, and they were like scattered, or there was like there would be some still remaining. A lot were destroyed. A lot were damaged. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So if you find an STC in current 40k, or even in later stuff, right, it is a big deal, because they're still incredibly useful, right? And also, mm-hmm. we don't have access to any of that technology, right? Like, we don't know how to make half the stuff we already have, right? Which is great. <laughs> Excellent, yeah. honestly. Um, makes but the STC has the knowledge themselves, you know? Yeah, the STC has that knowledge. So if you yeah. find one, it's so unbelievably amazing for humanity. Um, and hmm. there was a point where uh, a couple of random guardsmen found one, right? Mm-hmm. They found a damaged ASTZ somewhere. Um, and th- these are just two random humans, with, like just normal human soldiers that happened to stumble upon it. And it was damaged. Uh-huh. It was partially functional. And yeah. within it, there was one blueprint that humanity didn't already have. And it was for a knife. <laughs> Uh, a knife just a knife like a really good combat knife right yeah and that combat knife is now the knife that is carried by every single one of the space marines because it's better than any other knife that like any other combat knife they had to equip them with and now that they have uh, HTC for it they can produce them and they're great but it's yeah. still just a knife right <laughs> but those two guardsmen do you want to guess what the reward was for finding the STC that gave them the knife Oh god, they probably got rip, ripped off on that part of the deal. No, no, no. The rewards for this stuff are incredible. This is like the best thing you can do is find one of these things. Oh, so it's not like corporate. No, 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 no. They actually got a reward. Oh, oh, I don't know. A reward? I don't know. They got a knife themselves. <laughs> they each, I have no they idea. each got given a planet. A planet? <laughs> yeah. Well... They're like, okay. like, these two random guardsmen just found the knife maker. Like, cool. Here's a planet. Bye. Well, <laughs> just gave them a planet. But wait, 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 hold on. Because, like, they got their own planet, you know, separated, you know. So two planets, right? Yeah. So each one of them on their own planet, respectively, did, were they kind of like the leader? What, 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 what you mean? Like, did, did, did they have, like, people under them? What, what, like, how? I, all right, so I, I don't know the ins and outs of it entirely. I would assume that they were given planets that were either like early colonies or were then brought into the fold and became colonies. So I think these two yeah. guys are basically just world leaders now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, yeah. just instilled as Castellan of these planets to run the joint, basically. <laughs> I mean, that, that sounds, it sounds like a, a bit like in Dragon Ball, you know, where it's just like, oh, please don't kill me. I'll give you a planet. Two planets? Free plans, <laughs> you know that kind of yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah. It's 
pretty good. I get, the, I get the gist of it. I get yeah, the gist. It gives you a good idea how important uh, we view these things as. There, there's a there's a point that we are going to get to because it's quite early on, or not oh, mid early on in the like the big three part thing with humanity. But there mm-hmm. is like a far off colony of Earth that uh, they come across during the Great Crusade, and like all the yeah. Space Marines are like standing like waiting for the like the envoy from the other planet to like meet them and when they yeah. when the envoys all come in all of their people are wearing space marine armor like old school stuff but they're all wearing power armor and all the space marines are like what in the fuck <laughs> how the fuck do they have space marines <laughs> and then uh the people that like or when they're questioned about it the guys the guy in charge is just like ah oh, well you know the sdcs can just make what like whatever and they're just like wait a minute you have an stc and it works and he's like yeah why yours doesn't and they're like the fuck <laughs> so like there's like like old school power armor that the thing can just pump out as far like anytime they want so there's just this one random colony it's just fitted out like space marines even though they're normal humans it's great so it gives you an idea of the kind of stuff that, that you could do with uh uh, an STC if you had it but then because so many of them were lost and because that whole time period is a nightmare like there's so much of it that we don't even know that it could make yeah yeah. Uh, there's a really good book called The Death of Integrity which is about an STC but uh, I'm, we're going to do an episode about that down the line because there's some stuff that ties into it that like it, we need to get a bit further into the storyline for it to make sense entirely. Um, yeah. But it's it's a really good story and it's it's about an STC turning up in like current age. So you know that's not good because everyone thinks they're heresy and AIs. Yeah. Fun times all around. Heresy. Heresy. Heresy is good. a big thing in 40k. By the way, everything's heresy. I could imagine but, everything is also about war, but you know it goes in the name. Yeah. Yeah, every time you, you, you made, every time you mentioned like a new species, uh, like something they found, it's just like, and these were insane for battle, and it's just like they're not very, very, very smart, but they can fight, you know. <laughs> there's a lot of that going around. Like, I'll be honest, there's a lot of that going around. Yeah, uh, I like it. There, there are like some scattered stories amongst these ages, but like a large part of what they've been trying to do with it is make it that whole like like lost history kind of gimmick to it so like this is about as much detail as you really need going forward we've kind of covered everything which is pretty good uh i hope it wasn't too much but i'm I'm glad it's tied some stuff together for you no it's it's fine it's fine i think you're doing a great job on um, you know explaining uh storytelling wise with the whole story of 40 i'm glad i like it It, it it's made me quite uh quite proud that it's finally starting to tie together <laughs> for you. Uh, I was about to say the word proud is keyword right now. It is. Yeah. But I think that's uh, that's us for today. Would you like to tie us out? I mean, sure thing. No problem. Thank you guys for listening to uh, the iterators of the Imperium. And uh, yeah, we will see you in the next episode. Take care and uh, peace. Bye. <laughs>